What is going on, guys? Thank you guys for tapping into today's podcast. My name is Ryan Prenders, a Riley Crypto Guy, and this is my business partner. What's up, y'all? This is Nestor here, or at Crypto Delo. Thank you guys for joining today's podcast. And we are the Master Nodes. Again, thank you guys for tapping in. Much appreciated, as always. Remember to follow our personal social media accounts to stay up to date with us. You guys can also find us on any social media platform at the masternodes uh, make sure y'all stay to the end to hear about some additional resources that we're going to provide y'all to get you guys a little bit more zoned into cryptocurrency but without further ado we're going to go ahead and start today's podcast topic which is news of the week this is featured news that me and Esther have highlighted from this past week that we feel that you guys should know it's definitely some good stuff but we're going to go over a little bit more of the price points right now for this week currently what is happening right now. It is February 11th. Bitcoin is at 21,600, down about 7% from last week. ETH is at 1,500, down around 9% from last week. BNB 308, down 6% from last week. XRP to 38 cents, only down 0.5%, so not too much. ADA 36 cents, only down 0.6%. So Overall, we kind of have a red week today. Not too bad, but considering the ma- the past month has been insane, this is kind of definitely needed in terms of like some relief. <laughs> yeah, no, most definitely. Um, I feel like for the start of 2023, we've seen some shakiness in crypto. You know, towards that December, January end, we saw like a nice push up. And I feel like now that things are calming down, uh, we're trying to see like some consolidation in the market. Um, I'm still very bearish on this market. I think we still have a little bit of ways down to go. And I think this brief moment of upward push is just uh, really a liquidity grab uh, for a lot of people. And they're going to have a really tough downward push uh, going into these next couple months. Uh well, I believe we're about like 500 and something days away from the next happening. So uh, really right now is kind of like the time to start setting yourself up. Uh, my mentors actually came out and said right now is the time to set yourself up security wise. So you guys want to just make sure that, you know, you guys have your ledgers, your offline wallets, you know, you, you changed over all your passwords from, uh, you know, your old previous accounts, switch them out, you know, every six months, they recommend that you guys switch out your passwords. If you guys have any emails linked to any of your cryptocurrency related accounts, I would say, make sure it is a, um, what is the name of that email? Uh, yes, proton mail, make sure it is a proton mail that you guys are using, just because, uh, you know, you want to do everything you guys can to ensure that your guys' security is upkept. Uh, but without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into news this week. Something very interesting that I saw this past week, and that's really on most people's minds, is the Super Bowl. Uh, but more specifically, we saw this past week Reddit Super Bowl's NFTs ad come out. So for the past year or so, we have seen Reddit give away NFTs via the Polygon network to users in its community. Uh, when co-founder Alexis Ohanian was asked why he's interested in NFTs, again, this is the co-founder of Reddit, 
uh, more specifically Web3, he compared investing into NFTs like being able to invest in companies like Walt Disney years ago and not just invest in the companies, but also invest in individual characters. He stated the way I describe as if I, you know, 100 years ago, you could have bought shares in Disney, uh, you would have been happy to do so. But if you could have bought some of the original drawings of Mickey Mouse, you would have been really happy with that, too. Uh, however, what I find interesting in the latest Reddit NFT ad is a collaboration with the NFL for Super Bowl 57 NFTs. So this is the ad that actually popped up recently on Reddit's Twitter. And I want to show you guys real quick. Quick side note, which one would you take, Eagles or the Chiefs Reddit icon? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant for the game. Uh, well, both, for both, Eagles, Eagles, I would take. Okay, all the way. So that was the Reddit commercial that was recently released on Reddit's Twitter uh, involving the collaboration with the Super Bowl uh, 57. So the Super Bowl NFTs were offered for free to all Reddit users and were minted on Polygon. As we all know, a Fox representative actually recently came out and stated the NFL slash Super Bowl banned any and all cryptocurrency related ads to not air during the Super Bowl. Uh, with their strong stance against the cryptocurrency community, I was actually shocked to hear about this collaboration. Last year, we saw the Super Bowl dubbed the Crypto Bowl due to the large amount of cryptocurrency company ads that were previewed. Every year, roughly 100 million people watch the Super Bowl, leading to a huge price tag in ad spots. I've seen ad spots go for as much as $7 million just for simply 30 seconds of ad time. Uh, you know, cryptocurrency companies combined last year actually paid $54 million to run Super Bowl ads. You know, look, we all know that cryptocurrency hasn't been the center of attention and want really this past year, you know, with FTX scandal, uh, with a lot of things going on with the SEC and just a lot of like really shitty events that have happened this past year. But for them to have an official collab with Reddit uh, and NFTs, you know, I kind of find it weird that although they don't allow cryptocurrency related or cryptocurrency company ads to display during the Super Bowl, they're doing an ad to promote their Super Bowl by doing a collaboration with Reddit for NFTs, which is a Web3 slash cryptocurrency space. You know, you got to use cryptocurrency to buy the NFTs or to sell them, not to mint per se, because minting is for free. But you still have to pay fees and the fees are in cryptocurrency. So, you know, it's just like the conjunction between, you know, the fact that there is a Super Bowl ad uh, or Super Bowl related ad for NFTs when they're not allowing ads to air during the Super Bowl. I just find it really weird, you know, and I just kind of want to hear your thoughts on it, Nestor, because, you know, last year was really interesting. We saw, I think, the most famous um cryptocurrency ad that we saw last year was Coinbase's ad. Do you remember that one where it was like the box moving around the screen and people were all hyped and shit because they were trying to see if it like touched the edge of the screen and it was quite literally just a QR code that you scanned and when you scanned it, it took you to create a Coinbase account. And that's what everyone was talking about. That was like one of the biggest ads last year. And so for 
I think the com- one I remember the most was actually the FTX one. Oh, really? Which one was that one? The one with, uh, what is his name? It's it's that Jewish guy who's in, a, it's not Seinfeld. It's uh, Larry. I think it's Larry. But basically where he was like, oh, like basically refuting a bunch of dumb stuff that not dumb stuff, but like, you know, the wheel per se. He's like, oh, nobody's ever going to use the wheel. That's so dumb. Or, you know, <laughs> the fork. Why would I use a fork when I got forks right here? And then like basically about cryptocurrency. Oh, why would I use cryptocurrency? I got regular cash in my wallet. You know, so it's just like it was just refuting a bunch of like revolutionary things. And um, saying like, oh, that's dumb, that's silly, that's never going to take part. But then FTX totally fell apart. So it kind of ruined their their own credibility on that standpoint. They, I guess Larry was right. <laughs> oh, are you talking? I think this is the commercial right here. Oh, it's four. It's really four. It's four. Why do you want to know me? I want to put like I was saying, it's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so. And I'm never wrong about this stuff. Never. <laughs> hey, right, he wasn't wrong about FTX. And, uh, no, yeah, I, uh, I think that you know, seeing that there was these such memorable ads during the Super Bowl, I just find it very odd that they would allow like a Super Bowl related ad to come out before the Super Bowl, which I'm pretty sure they may have mentioned or will mention or even have ads posted around the stadium involving this collaboration. You know, it's a collaboration between Reddit and the NFL. Um, and so I wouldn't see why they wouldn't have any of this ad pop up during the Super Bowl at all, you know? Yeah, I think they they really don't care as much as I think they they say they do. You know, they're probably doing this for the public's safety, but in reality, it's all about money, right? Yeah, they probably just don't want to get fined, to be honest. Yeah, you think (laughs) about, like, the biggest sponsors for sports in general is, like, beer, right? But they don't allow players to just openly drink beer. They obviously don't allow them to drink beer while they're playing. Uh, it's a big no-no for all those all those different reasons. But why is it the biggest sponsor, you know? So I think it's like, oh, they only care to a certain extent. If it's making them money, If it's, it's making them money, right? So at the end of the day, I think they're trying to just kind of go with the public's opinion while also like kind of building the narrative in the background because they know that the public's opinion is going to change eventually. Yeah, and I think it has a lot to do with going back to what I said earlier about the fines. You know, we look at a lot of things that have happened this past year with like celebrities getting fined for endorsing NFTs (laughs) specifically. So, you know, the fact that uh, there's no Super Bowl related ads this year, I think they're just trying to avoid like, oh, you know, if this keeps going downhill, we don't want to be put to blame. You know, we don't want to endorse a company like FTX and have their ad spot on during the Super Bowl while a hundred million people are watching and then get hit by, you know, by a fine or something uh, mm-hmm. for having them air during, like we chose them to air during one of the biggest parts of the year for us, you know, for, for Fox or for whoever gets paid the big bucks for airing these ads, you know? 
So the fact that we've seen this um, this past year, I really think it's a step in the wrong direction. <laughs> and I guarantee you, almost can guarantee you that next Super Bowl, we're going to have crypto NFTs uh, companies ads again because yeah. I think it's kind of a step back. Sorry, yeah. I think it's kind of a step back to like move like two steps forward, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Give yep. everybody some space. Hey, nah, we're not really, you know, endorsing crypto just yet. But then <laughs> once once that public sentiment changes, I think they're going to be all in, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, most definitely. Uh, So now to move on to our next topic, speaking about fines, we're talking about the SEC cracking down on centralized ETH staking. Uh, specifically... The SEC announced that crypto exchange, the Kraken, um, agreed to pay $30 million fine for not registering the offering and sale of its crypto asset staking as a service program. So basically, the SEC kind of had a problem with how Kraken was dealing with these rewards um, for customers. So basically, Kraken would set a set percentage amount that customers would receive in rewards rather than it being variable, just like how it is normally with the proof of stake um, system for Ethereum. So normally, the rewards aren't set or specific because you don't know if you're going to be chosen to be a validator. So not those rewards can't really be consistent because um, there's a lot of variables that go into whether or not you're getting that reward. So Kraken was kind of doing too much of that middleman, either not giving them the full reward or maybe overcompensating them when there was too little reward, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing, but I guess that makes a lot of sense. You know, if they're giving customers 4% while they're actually earning 8%, I would say that that would be bad for the customer, right? They're losing out on a pretty good amount, but uh, it's kind of depends on like, what side you're on, you obviously don't want to be giving custody to anybody, right? Because other people want your money more than you. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people people have figured that out this year, specifically these last couple of years, because like you had mentioned in the beginning, they're not putting their time into security. And that's a huge part of this. So if you're giving custody away to Coinbase and Coinbase gets hacked, if you're giving your custody away to Kraken and Kraken gets hacked, or they get your account information, uh, you're kind of putting yourself in a, in a very bad position. So um, overall, I think this could be bad for most centralized entities like Coinbase and Kraken, but maybe this will actually help other decentralized alternatives. I mean, it has kind of pushed other governance tokens for Lido and Rocket Pool, which are two of the largest pooled staking services it's pushed them up 11 percent in one day according to CoinGecko. so um it's definitely made some moves um in terms of pulling money out from one place and putting it somewhere else uh, as you can see also from coinbase uh they have their own kind of staking services as well wrapped uh under coinbase's wrapped staked eth <laughs> so it's cb eth and it's basically like a token that earns rewards over time if you're staking with Ethereum that you could sell for other cryptocurrencies or even for cash. And they've been selling it at a pace of three to one. So they've been selling it um, almost three times as much as people have been buying into that. 
So I think a lot of the times they're moving it into things like Lido and Rocket Pool. And I think that's where the money's starting to move because honestly, it's really hard to stake by yourself. Unless you have, you know, 48 grand lying around, which is 32 ETH, which you need in order to stake solo. Um, it's going to be kind of tough, right? Because you need that in order to stake solo. So there are obviously um, money that is moving into these other alternatives like liquid staking, you know, from Lido and Rocket Pool and from other staking services that are just, um, they're basically, you know, you have your, your 32 ETH or you have some Ethereum and you're basically paying specifically for them to uphold the node while you keep custody so they're basically getting paid those uh, a little bit of those rewards in order to uphold the node in order to um, do what your job is supposed to be doing as a validator and um, it's pretty interesting i mean i think a whole the whole point of cryptocurrency is to be your own bank have um have all this stuff kind of work for yourself but if you're letting other people take advantage of that and holding on to it and giving them all the power, then what is the point, right? Because that's just the same thing as a bank. You're literally putting your money into a bank and they're holding on to it. They're controlling it and they're doing what they want with it. And they're not necessarily giving you every every bit of those rewards as they should. Yeah, I think the point of being your own bank, though, is you know to not be a part of a centralized entity. And that's one problem that I have with centralization. Um, even though these are a part of, you know, cryptocurrency companies uh, that are, then cryptocurrency is supposed to be like decentralized. I personally would rather stake my cryptocurrency on a decentralized platform than a centralized one. Uh, and although, you know, with centralized, we have a little bit more security quote unquote because you know there's a lot of more protocols put into place a lot of more safety quote unquote again <laughs> put into these centralized uh companies i personally would rather stake my cryptocurrency with you know like pancake swap or something like that just because there's not they don't have like their own agendas you know as we've seen the sec has really really been cracking down on these centralized companies like coinbase now crack in uh, FTX and a bunch of other companies. And although, yes, it is good for, you know, the consumer aspect and for the individual investors, I feel that we wouldn't even have to worry about, you know, these possibilities of, you know, uh, the SEC coming after these corrupt companies if uh, people were just to start using decentralized assets a little bit more. You know, they are out there for you guys to utilize um, I would highly suggest doing your own research when doing them because there's a lot of risk factors that may come in using decentralized alternatives. However, decentralized alternatives are a thing. You know, if you don't want to end up like what happened to a lot of users with FTX, you know, you and like can even cracking, you know, because they're yeah, like even cracking. Hey, I was let's just say I was staking a whole bunch of you know my ETH on Kraken, and all of a sudden I just can't stake no more. Yeah, what happens to all my rewards? What happens to all that stuff? Like it's just a lot of headache. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Having uh because they're centralized, they are controlled by the government. So if governments decide to put regulation, then you're kind of at the whim of the government, right? 
And that, that could be a good thing in terms of that, that safety, quote unquote, that security, quote unquote. But then it's their assets are being controlled by um, them, you know, because, you know, you just have have that ownership. But in reality, who has the control? Yeah, I mean, as we saw, even with the whole uh, Celsius scandal, recently a judge ruled that technically whatever money was stored on Celsius isn't the person that isn't doesn't belong to the person that put the money on Celsius. It actually belongs to Celsius, you know. So once you start placing your money in these centralized authorities, these centralized companies, things start getting a little iffy, you know, and then those headaches come up to where, you know, situations like this would crack and happen. And you're like, well, what, what is happening? What happens now with this? What happens now with that? And then when you have a lack of, you know, solid customer service, especially in this space, then it just makes it 10 times worse because I guarantee you if something like this would happen to Coinbase, the only way to really contact someone in customer service currently with Coinbase is through email. And <laughs> Imagine how long that will take you to go ahead and get in contact with someone to actually speak to someone over the phone. You know, me personally, I'm the type of person that likes to directly talk to someone as opposed to, you know, going over um, back and forth emailing, you know, and, and yeah. so for a situation like this. That's true right now. Well, why is that? Um, you're able to like text them. If you have Coinbase One as well, you're you're able to actually contact someone on the phone. But you have to obviously. But you have to pay for that. Like, yeah, you see what I mean. It's but like for the, the texting one, you don't have to do it. Um, it's automated, and then you get like connected, kind of like you know, with your banking app, where you could like message someone. But it's like a a bot in the beginning. Yeah, but there's like still that back. While, you but you see how I mean that there's still that that back and forth type of thing. Personally, I would like to just before, hop on the literally, phone. Literally, it was only email. Yeah, yeah. Before sucked. it was just email. <laughs> yeah. You know, especially when we were first starting off in the yeah. space, we had some problems. I know I had a problem in the beginning with trying to get into my Coinbase account, and it was during the time of the the bull run. I tried buying more cryptocurrency. And I couldn't even set up another account because I already had done my KYC for my original Coinbase account. So mm -hmm. it was just a huge mess. And so that's that's where I'm really trying to get to is there's these headaches that you may endure when using these centralized authorities, these centralized companies. And mm -hmm. to avoid them, there are decentralized alternatives. You guys just got to make sure to do your own research whenever you guys are looking into these decentralized alternatives. And of course, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us and either myself or Nestor will go ahead and get back to you. Yeah, and I, I would say definitely right now uh, to reiterate the point that you were saying, Ryan, it just utilize these security resources that we have. Uh, we have a whole video dedicated to how you can be more secure with your cryptocurrency space. Um, we'll put it actually uh, right here or right here. We'll give you guys that link so you guys can check that up because at the end of the day, like I said, people want your money more than you and you want to be as safe as you can because the bull market's coming, right? You don't want to be losing money right now in the bear market because when the bull market happens, you're not earning that. You're not making any money because someone else has your money. Most definitely. So do everything you guys can now to ensure your guys' future in the cryptocurrency space is as secure as possible. But that's about all the time we have for today. Thank you guys for tapping into today's podcast. 
Much appreciated. Remember to follow and subscribe on our social media accounts on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, and Twitter, all at the Masternodes. Our visual podcast experience can be found on YouTube, and our audio podcast experience can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and all your other favorite podcast sources. Remember to visit our website, www.themasternodes.square.site, and subscribe to our email list to receive the latest and greatest cryptocurrency information. We'll always have the link down to that website in the caption. So if you guys want to go ahead and tap into that link, go ahead and look at the caption below, and you guys could go ahead and subscribe to our email list from that link. We also have a little bit more exclusive things that you guys can get into, such as our Discord. Our Discord is filled with um, people who want to make money. So if you do not want to make money, feel free not to join. <laughs> uh, but in order to get that, you have to DM us. We want to see people who are actually uh, interested in this stuff. And we want to collaborate with you guys. We want to build a community of people who are interested and are willing to learn and make some money. So DM us, I'm ready, and we'll get you that link for that Discord. And we also have another resource for you guys. We are teamed up with an online university called IM Mastery Academy that can get you literally from zero to hero with cryptocurrency, stocks, Forex, e-commerce, basically being a digital entrepreneur from zero to hero. So if you are interested in making money faster and obviously kind of excelling yourself through mentors and education, then this is the spot for you. Obviously you can text us, drop a comment, we'll respond. And we are here for you guys as always. Uh, we appreciate you for hopping on the podcast. Have yourself a great day and try your best to choose kindness. Yes, thank you everyone for tapping in. Much appreciated as always and bless up. Here at the Masternodes, we are not making any claims as to income you may earn. Before entering any agreement, please use caution and seek the advice of a professional advisor, such as attorney or financial advisor. Please ensure your own research is done before investing any money into the market.